the Florida Panthers look to finish the road trip with a perfect record. But first, they go off the grid during a trip out west. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Tuesday, January 9th edition of Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your first purchase. So the Florida Panthers, they visit the St. Louis Blues tonight from Enterprise Center, 8 p.m. puck drop, as the Florida Panthers are looking to finish this road trip perfect and to think where the Florida Panthers were just a few weeks ago on their Western Canadian swing finishing four out of 10 points and now an opportunity to go perfect this time around and here to discuss this and the practice that the Florida Panthers had out West and everything else in between. He is my dear friend, my colleague. I could call him my boss, but I more see him as an older brother. Uh, He is David Zork from the hockey news. And I saw him shaking his head there when I said boss, but David, welcome to the show, my friend. (laughs) It's my pleasure. A pleasure to call you a friend and a colleague, not a boss, not not your boss, but it is great to be here to talk some hockey once again, my friend. Absolutely. And thank you once again for joining on. And of course, with the partnership that you and I have, which means more appearances for you uh, here on, on Locked On Panthers as well. But let's go right into the topics here for, uh, for the Florida Panthers. And if you're on the YouTube page, you could see the timeline uh, here as far as the bullet points that we'll be discussing on today's show. But, David, the Florida Panthers, uh, they go, they finish their, they finish their third game of four in Colorado, stay in the region, and then once again on a West Coast swing. And th- this seems to be a pattern, of course, the last two years going to Alberta for dog sledding and then Jackson Hole last year. So now there are little hints now that when we see future schedules, if we see two-day gaps, likely there's going to see some there's going to be something off the grid. But the Panthers, they go into Vail, Colorado, which is an hour and a half west of Denver, 96 miles from Ball Arena, and go and just from I know we are here in Florida currently, but from your views of the of Vail, Colorado from afar, how are you viewing this experience for uh, the Florida Panthers to get away a little bit? No, there's so many reasons to like what they're doing, Armando. I, I mean, in addition to just kind of getting away in, in the middle, not only in the middle of a hockey season, but in the middle of a road trip, these things are supposed to be grueling. They're not particularly enjoyable. Uh, they take this break in the middle of it and go to beautiful, picturesque Vail, Colorado, which, you know, I've only heard of it. I've never been there. I've seen pictures of it. You've heard about it in movies and stuff. Uh, they go there. They spend a couple of days. They rest, relax, hit the reset button. And as you said, they've done things like this now for the last three seasons. Last year, they went to Jackson Hole. They came back with those cool cowboy-looking hats. The year before that, they all went dog sledding in Banff, which is just crazy cool. 
And yeah, as Paul Maurice kind of said it yesterday, like he thanks Vinny Viola. He thanks Bill Zito because it's those guys who come up with these things. It's them who approve it. It's them who pay for it. And the Panthers are appreciative. Look at what's happened the last year. President's Trophy, Stanley Cup final appearance. This year, they're playing some of the best hockey in the league. Like these things all kind of work in synergy with one another. And this is why players are not only so happy to play for the Panthers, but you see guys coming here with no hesitation nowadays. It's a destination to play hockey. They play great hockey. They're playing winning hockey and they take really good care of their players. So yeah, this is just 100% full circle. Just a great thing for the franchise. Yeah. And you think about, I think about everything from even before the Stanley cup final started last year about the Mark Lazarus article that he had from the athletic about how players were treated here versus how they were now about catering after games versus getting food on your own and all. And just the big difference that comes with that, with ownership and just, I mean, it, it, you and I've have also seen been seen the team on the road as well. And, and just walking by the locker room, I've seen it in Tampa, especially that the catering is like right next to their locker room. And you, as we walk by as well. So these guys are fed pretty well too. So it's just great to see. And of course, just the relaxation of the mind as well when you're going off the grid as, as well for, for this. And big, big props goes to Vinny Viola, Matt Caldwell, and everybody involved here. But the Florida Panthers, they step on the ice uh, in Vail, Colorado. Of course, that's the main priority to at least still get your legs going. But the Panthers did avoid in um, serious injury to Sam Bennett and spoke about how he you know, when Palmer spoke to the media on Saturday, he said nothing too serious, n nothing we're worried about. Okay, I'll take his word for it. And then immediately back on the ice uh, on Monday and no yellow non-contact jersey neither, which is a great thing as well for uh, the Panthers. And listen, the, the great thing about having a coach like Paul Maurice is that he is proactive instead of reactive when it comes to these things. And the Panthers, they handled they handled their business well in Colorado. So, yeah, with Sam Bennett, first off, very fortunate just because we've seen how crucial he is to the lineup. Maybe he doesn't produce in terms of the points production the way his fellow top six members do, but he's so integral to keeping that mo to keeping that machine moving fluidly. Uh, we've seen with that second line with Verhady and uh, Matthew Kachuk because both of those guys are on fire right now. And in this whole road trip, Armando, the Panthers have really done a good job. I don't even know if saying done a good job is the right term, if it's just a luck element, but they've been very fortunate because Evan Rodriguez went down with an injury. Sasha Barkov went down with an injury. Then we see Sam Bennett missing time in a game with an injury. All three of them seem to be fine. Rodriguez dealing with some pain. Barkov had some, you know, his face had a little messed up. Now he's got the face bubble on. And uh, Sam Bennett had the upper body thing, but all seemed to be okay. And look, at the end of the day, the Panthers are rolling right now with seven straight wins and playing some of the best hockey we've seen this team play over the last couple of years. Yeah, and and Barkov uh, and George Richards spoke about how the the how Alexander Barkov will be wearing the face shield for another game. I mean, this kind of reminds me of uh, a certain era in South Florida sports. I believe it was early uh, 2010s when LeBron had the mask on his uh, uh. on his eyes, and he went into God mode, and it's kind of like Batman and all. Yeah, so this and face I think around the same time, Udonis had like that little the. Uh, Band-aid on his face that he was wearing for a little while. So, yeah, there was and just throwing mouthpieces. Those were fun days with the heat back then. Yeah. So, in, in a way, Barkov has uh, – um, it's like the bat symbol has uh, come out for Alexander Barkov because he has 13 points in the last seven games uh, over a, almost a point per game. Same thing with Carter Verhage, seven goals and six assists during that. So, it's like a little uh, Batman and Robin with, with them, especially how – especially because now uh, Verhage is getting more time on the power play too. Yep. No, it's, it's been really good with the Panthers. And and again, 
it just kind of ties into this team bringing in the right kind of players to play the right kind of way. Paul Maurice's systems have really been working right now as everybody's got it down to almost muscle memory at this point. And you're seeing the big guns are carrying the team. They're getting contributions from guys where they need to. You'd like to see a little bit more from guys like Lundell and Lusterinen. But when you're getting the kind of production and shutdown play that you're getting from that fourth line with Stenland and Will Lockwood emerging right now. And again, it all ties into, we don't really talk about it that much because it's been so solid and consistent, but the back line, the defensive pairings have been solid and consistent, and the Panthers are giving up such few goals. Sergey Bobrovsky's rebound attempts against are going down and down and down because the defense is cleaning things up. So all in all, it's just really working well for the Panthers right now. You only hope that it can continue on this path and that they stay healthy, because if so, they will once again be a very tough out in the playoffs. No doubt, and carrying that carrying that consistency from the previous year and building off that momentum has really helped them off to to them only being three points behind the Boston Bruins, who who actually lost in a shootout last night to that same Colorado Avalanche team that the Florida Panthers got their 8-4 victory uh, against. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss more about Sam Reinhart discussing his all-star nod and more. We're going to discuss this here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by... FanDuel Sportsbook and the NFL regular season has wrapped up but there's still time to get in on the action on FanDuel America's number one sportsbook right now new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose the app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet like same game parlays find bets in the new explore tab make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and more. And for this weekend, if you want to place your bets on possibly the Miami Dolphins going into Kansas City on Saturday night and picking up an upset win against the Kansas City Chiefs, the you could call them the Kansas City Swifts, uh, at least for this weekend. Uh, but you could place the, those bets and more on FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Back here on this Tuesday, January 9th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Tuesday. So, David, uh, the Sam Reinhart has been named first star of the week for five goals and one assist in the last six um, in the last six games. Uh, and excuse me, five, five goals and one assist for six goals in the last week. Uh, but 50, 50 point, 50 points on the season, 28 goals, 22 assists. And the Panthers did release an, an audio on Sam Reinhart, uh, making the, the all-star all-star team. And these are some of the certain milestones that some, uh, players, uh, look for their first NHL contract, getting drafted at least one all-star bid, because we know that certain players are tired of doing this. Of so one example, Alexander Ovechkin, who's done this many times in his career but also the also talking about his dad uh paul ryan paul reinhardt defenseman who made 
the all-star team in 1985 bowling for soup approved if you know you know uh <laughs> but also uh also in 1989 as well but also he knew about it during the christmas break and all and we didn't have to do any really investigative reporting in order to know what this was, uh, uh, that it was going to be Sam Reinhardt. Of course, there is the possibility of other guys get, get getting in via fan votes as well. But how are you processing the Sam, Sam Reinhardt making the all-star team and just how much he's come a long way? Because in Buffalo, he, he wasn't necessarily the guy, even though he was a 20 goal scorer consistently. We, we all know the, the main main name there during that time was Jack Eichel, but how how are you looking at this uh, with uh, with all the hard work that Sam Reinhart has put together? Yeah, it's great to see, and I mean, what we've been watching Sam Reinhart down here in South Florida for three years now, and we've seen a player who's not only got great offensive instincts and capabilities, but he's also a great two way player. The part of his game that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot that we've seen this year, like that top line. Yes, they've been producing a ton of points. But they've also, possession-wise, their analytics have been off the charts. They're playing great defensive hockey. They're controlling the puck. They're controlling the game. And Sam Reinhart plays a huge part of that. So it's wonderful to see him finally, at 28 years old, get his first All-Star bid. This is a guy who was a former second overall pick with Buffalo. As you said, he's had a lot of very solid years in his career, including the two years he's had with the Panthers. The difference, I think, this year, at least for me, is just that he's been a very streaky guy where he'll go on these ridiculous, like the one that you just described over the last, uh, what, three games, he's got six goals or whatever it is last week. He'll go on those great streets and he'll pad his stats, but then he'll have a week or so where he'll kind of go quiet in the statistical category, still impact the game positively. But again, there, there's so many ways that you view the game now. So the fact that this season, he's been very consistent in terms of his production, in addition to the way he plays the game on a 200 foot level, that it was almost inevitable for him to get that all-star nod and, I'm just, you know, I'm hopeful on his behalf that he, or for his sake, that he can continue it throughout the year because he's earning himself one hell of a contract when the season's over. Yeah, and we still don't know at this time where what that's where that's going to be. I mean, again, let's enjoy Sam Reinhart while he's here as well. And also, the fact that when it, when you talk about 200 foot game for for the Panthers and, and all it, the, and the thing is, Paul Maurice is also doing a great job with the minutes as well Bar- barkov barkov is not logging as much as, as many minutes as well this year as well his his ice time is around like 19 uh 20 minutes a game and and even for him and him and sam reinhardt they're they're mostly together on the pk but they're not all they don't have to be the first unit out there as well neither which is the great thing about that for for the panthers as, as well where you can you know you you go on the ice whenever you're needed to you get a clear and then you you finish off the penalty or at least you're in the middle of it as well and that's a great thing about the the different components i mean you mentioned kevin stenlin in in the first segment um as, as well and and great to see the all the work that has been done that you can have a sam reinhardt as well uh succeed and and i, I and also he had a shorthanded goal uh, the other day as well too so also great to see that as as well for everyone across the roster yeah, it's really cool what they've been able to do. And and you talk about the penalty kill, bringing in a guy like Kevin Stenland, which is something that they've, Paul Maurice actually recently talked about that they targeted in the offseason. Their penalty kill wasn't that good last year. They weren't good at getting faceoffs and controlling play, pushing puck out the zone and killing time in that regard. So they wanted to bring in a strong penalty killer who could take right side faceoffs. And Kevin Stenland has been all that and more. And you combine that with Sam Reinhart being so solid on the PK and also taking the right side faceoffs. And that's a big part of why the PK has improved so much this year. Yeah, and 
and and big big when it when it comes to those, those draws and especially with especially with Sam Reinhardt having to, to take mo more of those faceoffs with Alexander Barkov having uh, the the in injury as as well to to his upper body and likely yep. we're likely going to see that more again uh, tonight as the as the Florida Panthers face off against the St Louis Blues uh, from Enterprise Center tonight at 8 p.m. But we are going to transition into segment number three, where we are going to discuss more about tonight's matchup between the Florida Panthers and the St. Louis Blues. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. And you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the best way, best is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, viewed from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. And with the Florida Panthers coming back home after being on the road for 10 days, and with it being 90s night, at Emirate Bank Arena on Friday, excuse me, Thursday, when they face off against the LA Kings, you can buy your tickets at game time. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's a place to find last minute tickets, fun exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, concerts, hockey, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. And for game time guarantee, it means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Segment number three here on this Tuesday. January 9th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Tuesday. Here with David Dwork of the Hockey News. Here now we are going to discuss the Florida Panthers matchup against the St. Louis Blues tonight, 8 p.m. from Enterprise Center. And David, the Panthers, seven-game winning streak. Great, great to see after the bouncing back and with... And and the last loss for the Panthers against the St. Louis Blues was that first game back from the Western Canadian trip. And a thing a lot of people don't really talk about is not only the end of a road trip, but always the first game back and be and readjusting to your home environment as well. And with the last matchup between the Florida Panthers and the St. Louis Blues, we spoke about you spoke about advanced analytics early on in the show, but also in this in that specific game on December twenty first. All the advanced stats said that the Panthers, you know, had the better quality chances, but were not able to get past uh, Hofer uh, on in their last matchup. But and then the only goal that they had was a puck off the glass from Etulu Sturanen. And then just looking back at the game and all, Panthers a little sloppy in the neutral zone and on breakouts, which really was resulted in the in the goals that they gave up. Even had a goal, even the Blues even had a goal disallowed as well due to an offside from Pavel Bushnevich and then scores a little bit later in, in that one. But with and St. Louis, 7-3-0 since firing Craig Berube, 12-6-0 in the 
in, in, in at home uh, th- this season. How are you seeing uh, this matchup and any keys to the game that you have uh, for the Panthers uh, as they go into, into St. Louis to try to finish a perfect road trip? Yeah, I think the key for the Panthers, the main key is just to to keep the st- the ship steady as she goes. Uh, we've seen this road trip that they've had to deal with different kind of obstacles, uh, whether it's you know a penalty filled game, whether it's a shorthanded game, where, you know like the Colorado game where Barkov and Rodriguez were out for the third period. They've fallen behind and had to come back. They've taken big leads and had to hold on. Uh, there's no <clears throat> excuse me. There's no script. They're just finding ways to win and they're doing it by playing strong, consistent hockey. They're not coming off the script and they're doing their thing and they're getting results. Uh, obviously being completely healthy and having everybody available is a big part of that because rolling four lines, rolling three pairings is something that the Panthers are able to do well, as you just mentioned, with keeping the ice time pretty evened out and not having to go too top heavy. So in St. Louis, you're playing a team that right now they're just desperate for points. They're trying to find their identity. Uh, it's been very inconsistent when I see St. Louis just in terms of the way they defend uh, their goaltending is very up and down. Uh, and then that's been just, you, you mentioned Hofer the night that the Panthers played the blues. A lot of the Panthers losses this year, you have to look back are nights they've run into really hot goalies. And mm-hmm. while that can be very frustrating, it's also not the worst thing in the world when the, you know, the majority of your losses are coming when another team has to be at their very best to beat you. Because when it comes to a seven game series, which is what this is all about, odds are the way the Panthers play, they're going to be the better team in a seven game series against pretty much anybody that they've played these days. So going into St. Louis tonight, just keep things steady, stay out of the penalty box, keep doing what they've been doing. And uh, as this has gone on, Armando, I'm just excited and anxious to see each game just because you're seeing growth and you're seeing, you know, the kind of consistency that anybody who's followed the Panthers for a long time hasn't seen uh, over the course of uh, an extended period of time. So right now I'm just kind of excited to see how it continues and uh, to see what they do. Yeah, and it goes to the whole process over results sometimes, especially early on in the season uh, for for the Panthers. When we and this and this remember at at that time, this which is two three weeks ago, uh, we were we were wondering what what's going on with uh, Matthew Kachuk as far as the goal score the goal scoring as as well. We were, we were wondering all that as as well, and and look what's happened in the first three games of of twenty twenty four. As well, he has three goals in three in three games. Yeah, he has he had an empty netter in Colorado, and also and also the fact that the Panthers once again have weathered storms as far as guys being out for the third period against Vegas with uh, Erod and Barkov, and then Bennett in the in the third period in uh, in Colorado. Excuse me, uh, the Erod and Barkov were the last two periods in in Vegas. But I mean, just the ability to weather storms, like you said, rolling four lines. But it's crazy, even that Vegas game. Even with Barkov and Erod out, the the, yeah. the minutes distribution was incredible. How Paul Maurice managed it, nobody overexerted themselves when you had to roll three lines at the time too. So it's just knowing about it's just knowing not not to get not to have extended shifts. Get your clears when necessary, especially in the long change uh, period in the second. That is going to be the most important, regardless of whether guys go down or not. So that that is going to be a big key for the for the Panthers as far as not not having too many long shifts. I know they're not in altitude this time around, but that's going to that's going to be one key for me to look at. The altitude didn't seem to bother them too much on Saturday, but yeah, you're absolutely right that that's going to be a big key. And I mean it helps when, you know, you mentioned like guys like Matthew Kachuk and Carter Verhage, you know, Verhage's what is that like a, a multi-point games, goal and an assist and four straight I believe it is. 
mm-hmm. where he's got like uh, nine points in, in his last four games. And then you got Matthew Kachuk. He talked about he's got goals in three consecutive games. He's also got, I think, 11 points over his last five games or something like that. So the, the Panthers are really rounding into form right now. You know, again, you, you hope that because we're still just in January. Uh, but the way that this team has kind of, at least over the last couple of years, ramped itself up and really hit its stride at the right time, it, it looks like they're doing that again. Uh, they've just kind of reached another level of how high they can go now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt about that as as well. And also, end of I this had me thinking. And at the time of this recording, it's ten thirty eight a.m. on a Tuesday. Panthers don't hit the ice for morning skate until twelve thirty Eastern time, eleven eleven thirty Central as well. So, you know, end of a road trip. You think about how the Panthers are going to manage uh, their, their goaltending as well as tonight. Uh, you know, Bob has had a big load as far as, as far as, as far as his workload, but with the two days off prior to the game and then the gap as far as resting your goaltender. And then that first game back home, is this one of those games where you think you'll see Anthony Stolarz between the pipes tonight? The reason that I'm not sure is only because of that two days off that you just mentioned in between the Colorado game and the St. Louis game. I do look ahead at the schedule and you see coming off of the road trip, they're going to have just one day off between where they go home. They've got Los Angeles. Then they got one day off. Then they got New Jersey. Then they get one day off and they got Anaheim and then they get one day off. So there's no real time off. Uh, I think it goes next Wednesday, next Friday, Detroit and Minnesota. So the Panthers aren't going to, so whether or not Bob starts or Stolar starts in St. Louis, I would think whoever doesn't start at that game would start the first game back from the road trip against the Kings. As you said earlier, always a tough spot for any team when you come back from an extended road trip, that first game at home, especially when you've just got the one day off in between. And the way the Panthers have been traveling, they have not been traveling night of a game when they're on the road. Like, if, for example, tonight, they'll play their game tonight. They're probably not going to travel after the game tonight. They're probably going to travel home tomorrow and mm. sleep regularly and not get home at 5 in the morning. They've liked that they've gone to that kind of a schedule. They think it's beneficial to the team and it's helping them. So that's how they're going to be traveling. Uh, so that's why I would think whoever starts tonight would probably be resting on uh, Thursday night when they host the Kings, uh, just because of how they've gone. It really seems that, especially more so the last couple of months, they've tried to uh, – Shelter, not shelter Bob. I don't think that's the right word, but kind of hold him back a little bit and play Stolarz a little bit more. And Stolarz, to his credit, he's been great. He's been everything you could ask for from a, a backup goaltender and more. He's had a great attitude. He's been great in the net. So, uh, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Whoever we don't see tonight, I think we'll probably see on on Thursday when they get back home. Um, but either way, I mean, you got to be got to feel good about whichever goalie pops out there right now. No doubt. And also, they won't have a practice the day after uh, the Kings game as well, as far as we spoke about that first game back and getting back to their, their routine. And then uh, and then Saturday against New Jersey, and then yeah. they'll have a practice uh, at noon, uh, right before uh, on Sunday, right before their matinee uh, on MLK Day against the Anaheim Ducks. And their next two day gap after this won't be until the end of the homestand before they travel to Nashville, which will only be a one one game uh, quick trip over there to, yeah. to the Music City as well. But, David, I want to thank you so much for jumping on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast to preview tonight's game, uh, discuss the Florida Panthers going off the grid as, as well, and, and also discussing the injuries and also just how hot everyone is on point streaks as, as well. So for all the listeners here, tell everybody where they can follow you online. Uh, absolutely, man. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here as always and chat with you. Um, 
You can find me on Twitter or X or, you know, so you got the X that will go down there uh, at David's work. I'm on Instagram, although that's some hockey stuff, some family stuff. So, you know, I don't know about all that. And then um, obviously all my work is on the hockey news, just the hockey news.com slash Florida. You can find all the Panthers coverage there that Armando and I are putting out there for you guys. And uh, thank you for, uh, for having me again. Well, it's, it's really cool coming and talking, man. And Absolutely. I love the green screen. I'm looking forward to seeing post-production what ends up on the green screen. Because right now it's just green. Yep, uh, still working the ins and outs. Uh, got a little bit, <laughs> getting a little bit of help from a, a familiar uh, name here that has been on the podcast. You guys will know that in in a few weeks. Uh, so can't wait to implement more of the green screen background here for the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But thank you, David, and I'll see you soon, possibly maybe even in person, my friend. I'm looking forward to it. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez with David Dwork, and you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team. Every day.